0: concerns the resurrection of Jesus Christ, fictional or real. I know I'm going to be repeating myself. Good. All right. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, fictional or real. I was talking to Jim this morning, Jim Hepner, and he was helping me to bring stuff into the car, and this is not in your notes. I was telling him I couldn't sleep at all last night. Not last night, but a few nights I could hardly sleep thinking about the resurrection and some of the things I hope to go over this morning. Can I get an amen? Amen. And I'm going to say this again, and this is not in your notes. You ought to be excited when you hear and read and, and contemplate upon the word of God. And that was my case maybe two days ago as I reflected upon some of the wonderful things that I explored concerning him who is and was. And as the song said this morning, come Lord Jesus. So him who is and was and is to come the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? I know I'm going to be repeating myself, so you're going to have to bear with me. And I have a very important note at the end of this message. I might not get to it. And I've been told, don't you dare rush. So if I don't get done this morning, hopefully I'll finish the resurrection of Jesus Christ, fictional or real, next week. We turn to PowerPoint today. We're not using the regular slides. And so what other religions teach? I'm going to go word for word almost what I have with several interventions of scripture. The preceding information regarding what other religions teach has been taken from, as you see it, Christianity, culture of religions. For instance, what does a... Unification Church teach about the resurrection. Jesus, this is a unification church. Jesus did not resurrect physically. That's a unification church. Jehovah's Witnesses, after dying on a stake, not a cross, he was resurrected as a spirit. Christian Signs, Jesus was not resurrected physically. And last of all on my list, and there were many others, Hinduism. He is a son of God as others. His death does not atone for sins. And he did not rise from the dead. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to be careful. Who you listen to and what you listen to concerning the inerrant, inerrant Word of God. Can I get an amen? amen. My, that leads me to my question. I'm going to assume do you believe that the Bible is the verbally inspired Word of God? I want you to answer that question. Somebody said, absolutely. I'm going to ask all of you, and I want you to say yes or no. Do you believe that the Bible is the verbally inspired Word of God? Yes or no? Good. I want you to participate in this message this morning. Over 5,000 manuscripts, or at least 5,000 attest to the veracity, to the truthfulness of the word of God. Yes, there are some variants, but they do not make a biblical difference. Regardless of what you and I believe or think, this is what the word of God says. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching for Reproof for correction for training in righteousness, second Peter one nineteen through twenty one so we have the prophetic word made more sure to which you do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts, but know this first of all that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation for no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoken from God. I want to reflect upon that word moved for a second. Some translations say were carried along like the water carries a boat along. They were moved. They were carried along. They wrote what God the Holy Spirit told them to write. Can I get an amen? All right, let's move on. So, keeping this in mind, let's examine the biblical evidence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, I said I was going to be repeating myself, and this is part of it. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, spirit of body. Key verse, Matthew 28, 6. He, can you say the word he? he. is not here, for he has risen just as, and you notice underlining the word he, just as he said, come. Like that. Come see the place where he was lying. I'm going to repeat that for emphasis. He's not here, for he has risen just as he said. Come, see the place where he was lying. I'm going to emphasize that later on. Let's begin our reading the first day of the week, Matthew 28, 1 through 6. Now after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene... And the other Mary came to look at the grave. Now, I want to reflect briefly upon Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. This was Mary Magdalene who Jesus cast out demons. That's that Mary. And she fell in love with the Lord. And the other Mary, this is the mother. This is not not Jesus' mother. This is another mother who was uh, the, uh, excuse me, had sons. This was not Mary who virgin birthed Jesus Christ, if I can put it that way. Now, let me go over that verse again before I confuse you. Not now, after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, who he cast out seven devils, and the other Mary came to look at the grave. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here for he has risen just as he said. Come, see the place where he was lying. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going ahead of you in Galilee that you will see him. And behold, I have told you, And they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to report it to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they came up and told, and took, excuse me, and they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and take the word to my brethren to leave for Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they were on their way, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the priests all that had happened. And when they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers and said, you are to say his disciples came by night and stole him away while he was asleep were asleep. This is the last part. I hope you're not getting bored. I just want to give you the narrative. And if this should come to the governor's ears, we will win him over and keep you out of trouble. And they took the money and did as they had been instructed. And this story was widely spread among the Jews, and is to this day. But the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had designated. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some were doubtful. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name. Did you get that? I didn't say names. Baptizing them in the name of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and the Father, of course, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. <clears throat> Again, spirit of body, resurrection. I invite you to examine the biblical evidence. Matthew 28, 6. He is not here, for he has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he was lying. I got a question for you. What was lying in the tomb? His body or his spirit? What was lying in the tomb? His body or his spirit? As a matter of fact, upon his death. Didn't Jesus say, Father... Into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let's go to the next verse. And furthermore, when the angel said to Mary and Mary Magdalene, just as he said, whom do you suppose came to their mind?" Would it not be the same he which they had come to know and love? Let me repeat that. When the angel said to Mary and Mary Magdalene, just as he said, whom do you suppose came to their mind? Would it not be the same he, notice, the same he which they had come to know and love? Can I get an amen? Amen. Let me ask you this question. I know this is not in your notes. When you come to know Jesus, isn't he someone who you should fall in love with? He is not here, for he has risen, just as he said, comes to the place where he was lying. Was lying, the tents was lying, or used to lie, implies that the body had been laid on the stone shelf inside the tomb What was but was no longer there. Since I messed it up let me read it again. <laughs> the tense was lying or used to lie implies that the body had been laid on the stone shelf inside the tomb but was no longer there. Question for you and me. Would He is not here, for he has risen. Just as he said, come see the place where he used to lie. Jesus is no longer in the tomb. He has risen. risen. And how about the authority of Jesus? No one, say no one. No one has taken it from me, But I lay it down on my own initiative. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up. This commandment I have received, or I received from my Father. No one took the life of Jesus. He laid it down. And who did he lay it down? For you and me. I know I'm going to get a little off track when I say this, but it's not really off track. Jesus Christ bore the penalty of all my sins and your sins. And I can use this word. He refused to die. He laid it down, and then he said, it is finished. You cannot one drop. To the finished work of the Lamb of God. Not one. Not baptism. Not, not good works. You can't add anything to the Word of God. Can I get a witness? There might be some of you out there saying, I never murdered anybody. This is not in your notes. You might be saying, I never, I don't talk about anybody. I don't gossip. I give my tithe to the church. That won't save you. Only Jesus can save you. Matter of fact, I don't mind a clap once in a while. His name is Yeshua. Which very name means salvation. Very name. And what did Jesus say to Thomas? See. Can you say the word see? Now look at the next. My hands. And my feet. That is I myself. Touch me and see. Now look at the asterisk. For spirit does not have flesh and bones. It didn't say flesh and blood. I'm not going to try to get into that. For spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. Let me repeat that. See my hands. Whose hands? Jesus' hands and my feet that it is I myself not a spirit not a ghost not another Jesus the same Jesus who they had come to love touch me so it was tangible he could be touched and see for spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have can I get an amen amen Moreover, if it was a pure spirit resurrection, would not Matthew 28, 6 read, he is not here, for he is risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where he is lying. What? Is lying? In other words, his body is still there, but his body was not there. This is simply Absurd. But instead, in John's narrative, chapter 2, verses 18 and 19, we find the following. Then the Jews said, let me get it right. The Jews then said to him, what sign do you show us as your authority for doing these things? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple. And in three days, I love this. I will raise it up. I don't know if you caught that. Jesus said, I'm going to go to the next page, but before I go to the next page, Jesus said, I'm going to raise myself from the dead. Can I get a witness? And someday he's going to raise you and I up. And you're going to have, this is not in the notes, you're going to have a resurrection body, a supernatural body, A spiritual body. Not spirit body, a spiritual body. Matter of fact, I thought about this many times. I'm your spiritual brothers and sisters in Christ. Can I get a witness? But I'm not your spirit body. I'm not your spirit. I'm your spiritual brother. And you're my spiritual brothers and sisters in Christ. Predicated on one thing. You must be born again. You must be. Not hope so. I know I said this before. Maybe so. You must be born again. I'm not going to go any further with that. Let's go back to verses 1 and 2. Not after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week. Mary Magdalene. I'm going to say it again in case you missed it. Jesus cast seven devils out of her. And the other Mary came to look at the grave. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat on it. Jesus was buried. Get that? Buried. Let me ask you a question. Can you bury a spirit? Say no. You don't bury a spirit. You bury a body. Jesus was buried sometime between 3 o'clock and 6 o'clock on Friday morning, or excuse me, Friday afternoon. The Sabbath day began at 6 o'clock. It was the seventh day of the week. The dawning of the new day heralded the beginning of the first day of the new week. This was Sunday morning. Where did I get this from? The Renaissance Bible. Verse 2 again. And behold, a severe earthquake. You see that word? S E I S M O S. That's the word earthquake. And Pastor Jack just said it's the word seismos or seismos. That's when we get our word earthquake. A severe earthquake had occurred for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. Now I want you to pay attention. The repeated use of and indicates the excitement that Matthew felt as he told the story. Let me stop right there. The repeated use of the word and, and, and in Matthew's narrative indicates, indicates the excitement that Matthew felt as he told the story. Ladies and gentlemen, You ought to get excited when you talk about Jesus. Something ought to happen on the inside because you know him as your personal Savior. Can I get a witness? You ought to not be so low-keyed that you can't say amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I was coming into the church this morning and there were some people coming down and they said happy Easter and I said he is risen he is risen yes it indeed is far out Oh, for us. It's far out and for us. The repeated use of and indicates the excitement that Matthew felt as he told the story. He begins with the explanation of behold, which always calls attention to something startling. I don't know, I keep on diverting from my notes. Thank you, something startling happened when you got born again. Something startling happened on the inside. The Holy Spirit came in and he began his work to make you look just like the Son of Man. The earthquake figured often in Jesus' experience and will occur at his second coming. Once he rebuked an earthquake. Now, I want you to get this because the word storm is the word earthquake. And behold, there arose a great storm, a seismos on the sea so that the boat was being covered with the waves, but Jesus himself was asleep. Somebody told me just to slow down, and I appreciate that. Maybe you got some earthquakes in your life. I know that I do. Keep on praying. I dare not name who it is, but I have a, one of my relatives who was in a lot of depression, and Mrs. Carter and I just kept on praying. She called maybe two weeks ago, and she started reading the Bible again and lifting up the name above every name. And I, for once, said, Hallelujah. Don't give up. When he died, there was an earthquake. Now again, at his resurrection, the earth rocks and rolls. Why? An angel of the Lord descends in a lightning-like descent from glory. He strides over the tomb. This wasn't part of the text, but if you were looking on this side when they were singing, you could see a light flashing back and forth. Amen? Some of you saw it. I did. He grabs Joseph's rock and hurls it aside, and then demonstrates his contempt for earthly things by sitting down upon it. They sang when Jesus was born. Now that he has risen, they're on hand to rejoice again. This is why you and I can say the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks. Can you say thanks? Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. For a Christian, death has no sting. Once again, who moved the stone? The angel of the Lord had rolled away the stone. Why did they roll away the stone? To let Jesus know? No. They rolled the stone off so they could see that he was not there. He had risen. St. Luke and St. John speak of two angels that appeared, but it seems as if only one of them had appeared sitting on the stone without the sepulcher. And then going into it was seen with another angel sitting. One were the head, the other were the feet of the body had lain. The angel's appearance. The angel remained there by, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the angel remained there by the now open tomb, seated upon the stone which he had rolled away. His general appearance created the striking ex- aspect that you and I would associate with flashes of lightning. That's why I mentioned flashes of lightning. The angel's total body seemed to Mary and Mary Magdalene to emit flashes of heavenly light. The light played across his face and reflected to anyone around. The angel was clothed in raiment as white as snow. This description, or the description, recalls the appearance of our glorified Lord in Revelation 1.4 and Matthew 17.2. It is interesting to note It is interesting to observe that the women, though struck with fear, were not so struck that they were rendered unconscious as were the guards. This difference is probably not due to any natural of women to sustain the effects of shock and fear better than men, but that the women were regenerate, each with a clear conscience, Whereas the guards were apprehensive because of a cloudy conscience, well, I'm not going to read that again, but I'll read this. I'll read this. this should be compared I'm on the second dot, if you're going. To, this should be compared to Revelation one seventeen, where John, having seen the glorified Son of God, says, "When I saw him, I fell at his feet, nose feet, like a dead man." And he placed his right hand on me. Do not be afraid. This is what Jesus said. I am the first and the last. The fear of the guards was the result of their fear as they looked upon his heavenly visitor He was the source of the reaction upon the guards. They began to tremble and ultimately became like dead men. They saw the angel. They began to tremble. And as their fear intensified, they fainted and fell prostrate before him. He had not said a word, nor had he made a menacing gesture in their direction. He had only appeared and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. What a demonstration! of the superiority of heavenly power or heaven power over the puny military over his unfortunate planet. A friend of mine were talking this morning, and I'm reflecting on the words unfortunate planet. This is a I don't know how to say this without just being honest. This world is in terrible condition. Can I get an amen? And the only one who can solve it is the one who's coming back. Where then was the touted bravery and power of imperial Rome? Only two days before they had bowed before Jesus in mock admiration. Then they began to spit upon him and pluck out his beard. I want to stop right there. Couldn't you, Can you imagine someone plucking out, taking their hand, and pulling your beard out of your face? In the case of a lady, can you imagine somebody grabbing your hand and pulling it out? Then they began to spit on him, plucked out his beard, put upon him, beat upon him with a stick. Jeered at him and laughed him while he died. Now they lie unconscious at the feet of his angels. So shall all who reject him. I'm going to reflect upon that last statement. So shall all who reject him. Who's the him? Jesus. For this reason... God highly exalted him, that is God the Father, and bestowed on him the name, which is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess or acknowledge that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Back to He is not here, He is risen. Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here, He has risen. Just as He said, Come see the place where He was lying. The word is near How do you get saved, Brother Bruce? What does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, heart, not just your head, your heart, that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. For with the heart, a person believes resulting in righteousness and with the mouth, he confesses resulting in salvation. I got four pages to go. Looks like I'm going to get done. But Thomas... One of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were saying to him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hand, the imprint in his hands. I want to get this right. Unless I see in his hands the imprint of the nails and put my finger into the place of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. I want you to look this way. I want to get this right. Nails. I don't know what's happening here, but I'm going Nails. Jesus was not nailed to a stake like this. It says, say Nails. Jesus had his hands outstretched. They had developed a system which created the greatest pain that someone could possibly feel. Nails. The Romans had perfected the crucifixion. Unless I see in his hands the imprint of the nails and put my finger into the place of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. After eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the doors having been shut. Did you notice that? Come on now. The door having been shut. And stood in their midst and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, reach here with your finger and see my hands. And reach here, your hand, and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, look at it closely, ladies and gentlemen. My Lord. And my God, can I get an amen? Do you know what it is in the Greek? The Lord of me and the God of me. The person who died on that cross was the God-man. He died as God and man united in one body. Can I get an Amen. Because you have seen me, Thomas, have you believed? Blessed are those who do not see and yet believe. Do you believe without seeing that Jesus rose from the dead in a physical body? Let me add to it. You've already heard this before. There was one mediator Between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus,
1: one mediator.
0: There's no other mediator. Mary's not a mediator. Joseph's not a mediator. There's only one man between God and man, one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. I'm almost done. Now, here's where it gets complicated. What time is it, Pastor? Oh, good. I could preach 90 more minutes. <laughs> no, I was only kidding. You got to pay close attention here because this is difficult. Contradiction. Say contradictions. All right, here we go. Then there are contradictions presented in the risen body. It is solid and touchable and can partake of food. Do you know... Jesus ate after the resurrection. He ate, which proved he had a physical body. Yet the door closed or the closed door is no obstruction to his entrance. It disappears in an equally mysterious way to be subjected to the laws of earthly existence. I'm trying to go slow. And then to be above them. It comes and goes in a matter of a disembodied spirit, yet it is temporarily within reach of human senses. They touched him. They saw him. They saw the empty tomb. These contradictions have often perplexed the thoughtful person. They seem at times to render the whole thing incredible. The modern mind says one thing or the other Either a body totally altered or a body entirely like our own. But yet, if this either or other idea is held firmly, either you're this way or you're that way, what should we really possess in the reports of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? If the appearances of the risen Christ had been purely spirit form, it would have given no suggestion of identity. It would have rendered belief in his sameness very difficult. It wouldn't have taught. It would not have taught a resurrection. It would have revealed a mere survival of his spirit. If, on the other hand, the appearance had been a body just like our own, then it would have taught the apostles nothing of the conditions of the future life. It would have simply been a restoration of the physical life, just like Lazarus. Therefore, if appearances was to declare at once the double facts of identity and superiority, the existence of contradictions is unavoidable. I'm not going to go over that. Last slide. Final question. Who raised Jesus from the dead? Romans eight eleven. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, I know I'm going to get a little off track, but i got to say it. Listen closely. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, if you are a Christian, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Can I get an amen? And he's trying to renew you and me every day. He who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, or Christ Jesus from the dead, will also give life to your mortal body. Did you get that? Through his spirit who dwells in you. I've already said this one. John 2 18 and 19. Then the Jews said to him, What sign do you show us as your authority for doing these things? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple. And he meant the temple of his body, if you look at the text. And in three days, I will raise it up. Galatians 1.1. Paul, an apostle, not sent from men, nor through the agency of men, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. Simply put... The Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus said, I'm going to raise myself from the dead. And God the Father raised him from the dead. If that's not a sign of the triune God, I don't know what is. But if you confess the Lord Jesus as Lord, And believe that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. If you're here today, don't take another minute. Don't take another second. You don't know what's going to happen to you once you leave this building or what. Just being here. Can I get an amen? Why not confess Jesus as Lord? Why not believe that God raised him from the dead? Why not get saved today? In the name above all names. Would you bow your head, please? Lord, I have no idea who I'm talking to. And I'm glad I don't. I'm depending on you to search the hearts and mine. I'm depending I am depending on you. If a person realizes that they're not saved and and they don't have the slightest idea where they're going to spend eternity, I'm depending on you, the searcher of hearts, to convict us, convict them and me of our sins. I know the Holy Spirit already dwells within every born-again believer, but the Holy Spirit hoves over the hearts of those, hovers over the hearts of those who are not saved. I pray that today's message, he is risen, risen indeed, will strike a chord in their hearts to bring them to you. May I say this lovingly. After all, you died for me and you died for them. In the name above all names, he is risen. Amen. Amen.